0: From R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is The Retirement. When you retire,
1: if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy.
0: Matters. Listen, I'm
1: not telling you you've got to work with an independent financial advisor, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. On today's episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast, I'm talking specifically to savers. If you are an investor and you are looking for double-digit rates of return, there is no need to listen to the show. (laughs) We are literally talking about the alternatives to saving money at a bank. Saving money at a bank is not the only place you can save money, and we do discuss ways that you can save money in other institutions or different classes of institutions. The bank and credit union is a great, safe place to put money. I am not at all opposed to people having money in the bank. I think it's necessary. But when you get to a certain level of having money at the bank, it's a wise decision to look for alternatives that not only bring you equivalency and safety, but perhaps even more tax efficiency as you begin to save more and more towards your goals. We talk a little bit about what it is to put money to work and how you put money to work. There really are only two ways. You either invest or you lend. And if you lend, then you charge an interest rate for that lending. We talk about the lending side in great detail. As a saver, you are working with the lending side. Very unlikely that as a saver, you are truly working with the investment side. If you are working with the investment side, then that money, at least, is not saving. It is investing. Two totally different discussions. As you approach retirement, and especially as you get into income phase, more and more of your money should be looking at the lending side with some sort of certainty around the principal, as opposed to the investing side with no certainty at all built around the principal. I hope that you enjoy the show as much as I enjoyed cutting it, and if there's anything that we can discuss with you a little further and you'd like to give our team a call, feel free to do so, 270-600-PLAN. So without further ado, let's get to this week's episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. Good morning, I hope you're doing well and you're ready to start discussing all things Retirement Matters. Today's show is going to be discussing alternatives to banks. If your goal is to save money, especially saving money for a future expense, like retirement or long-term care, or just buying a house, is there a better place to save this money? Is there a more tax-efficient way to save money? Do we have alternatives to banks that will provide us very similar rates of return, still provide us some sense of guarantee wrapped around the principle, and then making sure that, of course, we are not losing that money to stock market performance? Many people who are putting money in banks either use that money for very quick purchases, or they are using that money for long-term savings and they cannot stomach the ups and downs that they see in the stock market. So Today, we're going to uncover a few different types of accounts that you can open up, a few different ways that you can save money, a few different places we can save money. and Altogether, this will give you diversification with security, with what we would consider contractual guarantees or backing, saying that this institution guarantees we are going to provide you your principal back. So today, I really want to speak to you if you consider yourself a saver. Understand that investors inherently take on risk. An investor, if you invest in something, you have a little bit of risk. But some people are not big risk takers. And so they have to realize that by quote-unquote investing, which we would consider saving money in the bank, You take on very little, if any, risk at all in exchange for a return that, while guaranteed, is much less. An investor, on the other hand, takes the potential for a higher rate of return, understanding that they also could suffer losses. Many people who are putting their money in the bank, and much of the money that is sitting in the bank is there for a reason. Security. Security of principle. So, today we're going to talk to you about a couple of different places you can put money to make money work. Now, before we get to that, I do want to dive into our pause for positivity. And this week, while the story is going to be quick, the impact of the moral to the story is great. So, I want to share with you a story that I read on Facebook. Uh, a really dear friend of mine posted this on Facebook and Apparently, their family, some of their family is going through some difficult times. They posted this on Facebook, and it made me think, wow, that's a really positive way to look at things, and I feel like it can help a lot of our radio listeners. So let's go through this story, and I'm going to tell you, it's made up. It's a little funny, and it's meant to be funny, but it's got a really, really good meaning to it. So here we go. There was a church having a a dinner for all of the congregation. Hundreds of people at this church dinner, and the pastor decides to ask one of the congregants to say the blessing. So he looks over at Farmer Joe, and he says, Farmer Joe, would you say the blessing for this beautiful dinner? And of course, Farmer Joe obliges, taking off his hat, he puts it to his chest and begins to pray. And he says, Lord, you know I don't really care much for lard. And at this time, the pastor immediately opens his eyes and begins to look around, and he notices a few of the other congregates are, are looking around, and they're saying, what in the world is, is Farmer Joe doing? And Farmer Joe continues without skipping a beat. And Lord, buttermilk is just downright disgusting. Now, the pastor, thinking he needs to interject and remind Farmer Joe, you're praying over dinner, uh, why are you saying it this way, couldn't even get the words out before Farmer Joe continues. And Lord, white flour by itself is just not very good at all. But Lord, whenever mama begins to put those ingredients together and she mixes them up just right and she bakes them for a little bit of time, well, out come the biscuits. And Lord, you know that we like biscuits and we're really thankful for these biscuits that we're about to eat. And Lord, let that remind us that although we may have things that we have in our life and we're not too particularly fond of. That, Lord, whenever we let you do the cooking and we let you do the mixing, at the other end, out comes something pretty grand. And, Lord, we just want to thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we want to thank you for this food we're about to eat. Amen. And within just a few seconds, the pastor realized exactly what this farmer was giving. He was giving age-old wisdom in his prayer to the congregants who were around, That's wisdom that we must maintain. It's wisdom that we must have inside of our own selves, knowing that no matter what is going on in this world, no matter what is going on in your situation, it may not seem pleasant at the moment, but if we will let the Lord do the bacon and do the mixing, we may just like exactly what happens in the end. And many of you listening right now, you're sitting there and you know this to be true. But when it's happening, when we get something dealt to us that's not quite right, or it's something that we are not particularly happy about, it's easy for us to find ourselves wishing things were different. It's easy for us to maybe even question our Creator. It's easy for us to complain. But if we realize that all things work together for the good to them who love the Lord, we can rest easy knowing that we are in the palm of his hand. Now, for those of you who are without faith, please forgive me for a minute, and if you will, indulge me. But I would, I would expect that those who are with faith know this to be true. God has us in the palm of his hand. And because of that, no matter what happens, if we are truly called according to his purpose, then we are on the winning side. See, our kingdom is not of this world, but it's of the next And I'm saying this for someone who no doubt needs these words. This is not a Sunday morning preaching show, but what this is, is a little bit of positivity. And sometimes it's our job to share positivity in other people's lives. Sometimes we are the ones who need that positivity. And no matter where you are in your life right now, You are falling in one of those two pieces. If you do not need the positivity injected into your life, then it is your job to give the positivity. I'm going to challenge you to do that this week. Help someone in need, shine a light into their life, and they will be better for it. And I'm going to challenge you with this understanding that when that happens, you will also see a brighter day in your own life. It's a really neat thing that happens. It's almost immediately reciprocated when we give kindness, grace, and mercy. We're going to take a quick break. Right after this, we are going to begin talking about how you can save money in retirement in things like savings accounts and alternatives to bank-driven
0: investments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Retirement Matters Show with Dale Smothers, Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, serving the residents of Kentucky and Tennessee. We specialize in building retirement plans that allow you to walk away from the worry of running out of money. We are happy that you're listening in and hope you find value in this week's episode. If you'd like to listen to past episodes and find exclusive content and full-length interviews, search for the Retirement Matters podcast on the podcast platform of your choice, or visit us online at rdswealth.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. That website again is rdswealth.com. Unfortunately, for many retirees, they're simply trading in the stress of work for the stress and worry about their financial future. At RD Smothers Wealth Management, our goal is to help build you a retirement plan that provides a smooth transition away from the time clock and into the time of your life. So even if you're still waiting on work retirement, we want to help you retire now from the worry of retirement funding. If you'd like to chat with a member of our team, you can do so absolutely free by calling 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-PLAN. Visit us online at rdswealth.com and be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You know,
1: I have uh, a lot to say about what we just went through with that pause for positivity. Some of my family's actually going through some very difficult times, and I was just texting them just a few minutes ago about some of their things that they're challenged with, and it's amazing how if you will just use your voice that we've been given, and I don't mean to extend the pause for positivity into this second section, but if we we'll use our voice that we've been given uh, to better other people, sometimes all they need to hear is just a little bit of positive influence in their life, and it changes their day. And what's funny is it actually sparks a lot of changes in our own day. And uh, it's really neat to experience that. So uh, that pause for positivity. I hope if you heard it, I hope it made sense to you. I hope that the story came across correctly on uh, on the radio the way that it did on Facebook. Sometimes a, a spoken story can make a little bit more sense, or maybe even a lot less sense than a written story. But I hope that you did understand what was going on in that. Let's go straight to this idea of alternatives for banks as we begin to think about saving. Especially saving for certain events in our life, you know, we we think about this this saving for a house, or as a young person, maybe saving for a car. As an older individual, maybe we're saving for health insurance or health care. Maybe we're saving for long term care, or maybe you have experienced things like the 2000 dot com crash or the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis, where the stock market took a lot of your money and it was gone for good. And, like many, maybe during those times of recession, you pull out of the stock market and put it into safer vehicles like CDs or savings accounts. Maybe you've even found money markets that are paying decent rates of return. So A lot of people have flooded to banks. It's taking place right now. People are leaving the market, and they're flooding to what we would consider safety. But whenever we start to see banks fail, now we begin to think, where can we turn? If banks are failing, the market is down, why in the world would I not just put this money in a coffee can? And I think the number 1 answer for why you wouldn't just put it in the coffee can is because inflation at 8.7% means that your dollar that you've put in the coffee can is now only worth $0.91. You have lost money by keeping your dollar lazy. Now, we have seen for years in the banks low, low, low interest rates. We've all been there. We've seen statements that pay us a half of a percent, maybe 0.25%. But now we are seeing interest rates creeping up, and we're seeing banks offering as much as 4% on money you can write a check on. That's a pretty powerful place to be. If you're looking at CDs, you may see a four to four and a quarter percent rate of return on a long-term two to three-year CD. And for that reason, it's becoming more optimistic for savers. Savers have went for decades without making any money. You had to be an investor in order to make money. You had to take on risk. But now, as a saver, you're seeing somewhat of a return. It's not a real rate of return. In other words, for those who are out there and understand what I'm talking about, it's not a true rate of return, because inflation is still eating away at your dollar. But instead of your dollar only worth, say, $0.91 now, it may be worth $0.96. You're still going backwards, because you've got 8.5% inflation to tackle. But when we think about this idea of security and safety, we understand we're having to give up some of the return potential, but Dale, I know where my dollars are. And right now, in my life where I'm at, Dale, it just makes a lot of sense for me to be safe and secure with my money. If that is you, and you've made those statements before, then I want to talk to you about some places you can put your money to save your money and make it work for you at the same time. So I want to take a step back, and I want to talk to you about the theory of making money work for you. The idea of making money work is pretty simple. You can do one of two things. One of two things. That's all you do to be able to actually make money work for you. You either buy things, or you lend people money and charge an interest rate. You either buy things, you either buy assets and hope that those assets appreciate in value, or two... You lend someone money and charge them an interest rate for using your money. That That's as simple as it is. That's at its simplest form how you make money work for you. Now, again, together, me and you, for 10 minutes here, just sitting down as friends, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can do those things, and if you are a saver, you're probably not on the side of buying things and hoping those assets appreciate in value, because then you become an investor. Buying things like stocks, buying things like land, buying things like a house, and hoping those things appreciate so that later in time you can sell them, that makes you an investor. If you're truly a saver, most likely you have used one of four places you can lend money to and get a rate of return in exchange. You've used one of those four probably in your life for a very long period of time, and that is the bank. But as you will see in this show, and the reason for me even doing this show, is that banks are not the only place you can lend money to to make money. There are at least three other, let's say, categories of business that you can lend your money to in an effort to make money. And how that money comes back to you, how that interest is drawn, depends on which institution you lend your money to. So let's stop for a second and understand, when you lend money to someone, how are you making money? Well, they're paying you an interest rate for being able to use your money. Well, Dale, how are they using my money? When they get your money, they are either lending that out to someone else, or they are investing in other assets and hoping those assets appreciate. They are taking on the risk that you are not willing to take on. And when they take your money, paying you an interest rate for lending them that money, they turn around and perhaps lend it to someone else, they are charging that person an even higher interest rate than they are paying you. Now, if we break this down to banks and credit unions, that looks like this. You put in a certificate of deposit, a CD, and they are paying you, let's say, 4%. Immediately, they're taking that dollar and they are lending it out their other doors called the lending department. So they're bringing in the money through the deposits and they're taking money and lending it out through the lending department. And they are charging those who are borrowing from them 7%. Theoretically, that profits the bank 3%. Now, they may take some of your money and invest it in other assets, again, becoming the investor, taking on excessive risk that you are not wanting to take on. They are taking those monies and investing them in other assets and hoping that those assets appreciate in value. When you lend to any of the other institutions that we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes, you're doing the same thing. So, we've just talked about banks. There are actually Four different places you can put money in the form of lending them money and make your money work for you. Banks and credit unions is one. I'm coupling them together. Banks and credit unions. Number two, insurance companies. Number three, the federal government. And number four, private institutions. Now, when I talk about private institutions, I'm talking about buying a corporate bond. When you buy a corporate bond, you have theoretically lended money directly to that company that issued the bond. They are paying you an interest rate. What are they doing with that money? They are investing in their own company and making that company value appreciate. They're paying you an interest rate. Theoretically, that interest rate's going to be higher then, say, a bond would be, or a CD would be, at a bank. See, all of these things, they're called different things, but they're the exact same thing. You are lending money to the bank. They call it a certificate of deposit. You are lending money to an insurance company. They call it an annuity. You are lending money to the Treasury Department. They call it a Treasury Security. And when you lend money to a corporation, they call it a bond. Now, let's go to treasury securities for a second. These are really good alternatives to one and two, maybe even three-year CDs. Really powerful alternatives when you're looking for a guaranteed rate of return that pays you in that 4 to 4.5%. Treasury securities are just like this. You lend money to the government, the government pays you a rate of return in exchange. That rate of return has gradually increased every single month for the last 15 to 16 months, and we're now at somewhere around 4.5% on a one-year T-bill, a treasury security. A one-year treasury security is called a T-bill. A six-month treasury security is called a T-bill. A two-year treasury security is called a treasury note. So while they have different names, again, it's all the same principle. You're lending money to the government. They are paying you money in return. Now, the purpose of treasury securities is a little bit different than, say, a corporate bond or even an insurance-style lending. The insurance company, when you lend money to them, they're turning around and investing it to make their company better. When you lend money to the bank, you are now seeing the bank turn around and invest it to make their company better. When you lend money to a corporation through a corporate bond, you are seeing them take that money and invest it to make their company better. When you lend money to the federal government, it's very unlikely that they are taking that money and investing it to make their country better. They're actually doing it for one reason, to get money out of the system. They're taking in corporate bonds to get money out of the financial system. What does that do? Hopefully, that battles inflation. That's why we've seen treasury bonds, notes, and bills going up so high in the last few months. They're trying to battle inflation. Now, we're getting outside of the scope of our discussion here for this radio show, but I do want you to understand that all four of these methods of lending money are designed to make you money. And so, we understand that lending money to the bank gives us a CD. We understand that lending money to the Treasury Department gives us Treasury Securities. And we have briefly mentioned that lending money to a corporation is what is commonly referred to as a bond. When we get back from this break, I want to talk to you about three more things. I want to talk to you in greater detail about corporate bonds. I want to talk to you about lending money to the government in a different form, rather than lending it to the federal government, lending it to the state government called municipal bonds. And I want to talk to you about lending money to an insurance company. These three things could very easily be very powerful alternatives to saving money in the bank, especially if you're concerned with what the banks are doing now. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's fourth and one with two seconds left in the game. Less than one yard separates you from victory. You have the best running back in the league, but your coach calls a Hail Mary. As silly as that sounds, we see a lot of retirement managers being far too aggressive
0: with your investments when a more conservative play would be a better fit. You have questions, we have answers. Contact R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-7526.
1: All right, welcome back. And as we get into this last section, again, I want to talk to you about corporate bonds, municipal bonds, and insurance backed deposits, where you're lending money to the insurance company. That last one is extremely important for you to understand because it actually gives us some tax efficiencies along the way. Let's talk about corporate bonds. Lending money to a company does exactly what we discussed in the previous section, where you are giving money to a company, they're paying you an interest payment. That interest payment tends to be a little bit higher than what you. Would would get at a bank. And that interest payment also comes to you in the form of quarterly distributions. So they're paying you a coupon note. That bond can be anywhere from one to 10 years. I even see some bonds at 20-year bonds. Holding those things to maturity is extremely important because those corporate bond rates go all over the place. So you've got to know that whenever you're buying a corporate bond, an individual corporate bond, that you are buying it for the long haul. Buying bond funds in a rising interest rate in is a bad idea. Before you buy a bond mutual fund, talk to an advisor. If you need help with that, 270-600-PLAN. Again, 270-600-7526. We can give you some more information on bond funds. Another thing to consider, municipal bonds. Municipal bonds give you a little bit of tax efficiency along the way because they are not taxed by the federal government. In other words, if you buy a municipal bond and it pays you a rate of return, that money that you make is completely income tax-free in consideration with your federal income tax return. You make all of the money, no taxes owed except state taxes, unless you buy a municipal bond which is basically you giving money to a municipality in the state in which you reside. If that's the case, then most states give a tax break on the state level, and it is not taxable at the federal level, meaning you get 100% tax-free money. However, there's a small caveat we've got to mention In terms of something called provisional income, which determines how much of your Social Security is taxable, the municipal bond income that you make is calculated in that equation. So although it is tax-free, it doesn't show up as a zero in your what we call provisional income equation. That means that even if all of your money is coming from tax-free municipal bonds on the state and the federal level, you could still end up making your Social Security taxable. There are ways to get around that if you need help. Again, 270-600-PLAN. Now, for the next two minutes, I want to talk to you about this very unique deposit into an insurance company. Again, banks, when you deposit money into those, it's called a CD. When you deposit money into the Treasury Department, it's a Treasury Security. When you deposit money into an insurance company, it's going to be considered an annuity. The annuity itself is not a bad thing as long as it's structured properly, and there are some annuities that can be structured just like a CD to give you interest with guarantees wrapped around those interest payments, and those interest payments traditionally are higher than the equivalent CD at any major bank said a different way. What I'm trying to get across is that if your bank CDs are paying you 4%, there's a good chance that we can find an insurance-backed CD, in air quotations, an annuity from the insurance company that's going to guarantee you four and a half, five, 5 maybe even as much as 5.5% with the same term. That's as much as an extra percent and a half on your money in returns. And because of the nature in which they are invested and the savings that take place inside of an insurance company, they are excluded from taxes until the day you take them out. They grow tax-deferred. They grow tax-deferred. That means every year you're not getting the pesky 1099 that you get on your CDs. Now, we've seen a lot of people with a lot of money in banks And even if the banks weren't in their jeopardized state that they're in, we are seeing this this 1099 be a reason by itself to consider the alternative of insurance companies. We can help you and assist you in putting your money in the bank. We can assist you in putting your money in the U.S. government. We can assist you in putting your money in municipalities or corporations We can also assist you in putting your money into insurance companies, and what we find is that most of the time, an insurance-backed certificate of deposit is going to give you a higher rate of return, and it's going to give you more tax efficiency. And as we all know, at the end of the day, it's not about how much money you make when saving money, it's about how much money you keep. And let's face it, giving less of that money to the IRS, only giving as much as you absolutely have to and no more Is going to allow a lot more of that money to stay in your pocket. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. I do appreciate you tuning in each and every week, and there's nothing that I enjoy more than just sitting down and talking to you about topics like this. I enjoy educating. Hopefully, you have gotten a little bit of understanding that there are definitely different ways for you to save money. Some are more tax efficient, some are going to produce a little higher rate of return, and some are just going to be a little bit more secure. It depends on what you're looking for and the objective that you're after. If you are okay giving your money to banks and you're fine getting the rate of return that you're getting, there's nothing that says you have to change. But if you have well over the FDIC limit, I would consider an alternative to a banking account. Now, I'm not saying that we need to pull money out of banks because they're going to fail. I'm telling you that putting your money to work in several different places, what's the old adage? Don't keep all of your eggs in one basket. It's a wise thing to do. If you'd like to speak to me or a member of the team about anything you heard on today's show, give us a call 270-600-PLAN. We hope to talk to you soon. But until we talk again, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. God bless. God bless.
0: Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Artie Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Artie Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained here and provided by third parties, have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Artie Wealth Management.